Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Dave and this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile, where we record our walks home from the movies. Uh, but today, I feel like I say this all the time. This, today, <laughs> today we're not going to the movies because the movies is coming to us because we're doing another Netflix uh, film, which traditionally Netflix is consumed um, via home televisual uh, screens rather than the uh, in theatre cinematic yes, experiences. Rambling, and we're going to watch Bird Box because everyone's talking about it, um, and Netflix have announced gleefully that like 45 million people have watched it already which is about a third of their global base um, and it's a weird thing they've done that because Netflix never release any figures so I don't yeah, know why they've done that is this the first that. time they've ever released uh, download numbers I think so I've never heard them talk about it before and like this has gone totally why viral they, why have they done that you're I, an expert on this stuff well I mean I think in part it might be because like we talked about it in our end of the year review but Netflix launched in 2018 with its original movies and they were like complete duds. No, they've been doing them for years. No, but like they started going big with them last yeah, year. Like they had true. like Will Smith and Bright and that sort of thing. And then they ended on a real high with Roma. And I don't know if they're just trying to keep up, keep up the momentum maybe around their movies. Because it's certainly working. Like it went straight from everyone talking about Roma to everyone talking about this. This and Bandersnatch, uh, which is the Black Mirror interactive film. Which incidentally we we uh, did a few times. It was great fun. Yeah, um, really fun. This and that are were the sort of big talking points over Christmas yeah. for Netflix. And this film Bird Box is getting some serious hype. Certainly, I know. like there's loads of really fun memes on Twitter around it. It's totally taken um, off. I mean, it would be helped by the fact that it's like stars Sandra Bullock, who's one of the biggest female movie stars in the world. Well, and it's it's got a really strong like visual uh, on the front page of Netflix. Which is just her wearing a blindfold with two kids also wearing blindfolds. Yeah. And I gotta say, up front, I've uh, avoided the uh, even the synopsis of this movie. I don't know what it's about because I'm quite excited to see it. I know that um, she wears a blindfold and there's kids in it. So yeah. Yeah, that's about all yeah. I know as well. Uh, and and it's, it's a horror thing, I think. I don't know. I'm really excited though because it's, it's a, a Saturday. Po- it's a apocalyptic horror. Saturday night, like movie seems like a perfect thing to watch at home I totally get where everyone's going to watch it and now we are off home to watch it yes so we'll check in soon bye bye listen to me we are going on the trip now it's going to be rough hold on if you hear something in the woods you tell me if you hear something in the water you tell me Under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Do you hear that? The creatures. Right, hello, we're back. A day has passed. We watched Bird Box. I was about to say Bird Cage. Bird Box last night. 
um, and we've slept on it. We haven't <laughs> talked about it, which I is kind of hard to on do. It, really, I've basically forgotten it already. Also, we didn't sleep because Oscar decided. <laughs> oh yeah, separate note. Nobody was sleeping. <laughs> there <laughs> was, was no sleep in our house. He, last he night. just wanted to talk about Bird Box <laughs> all night. Um, so, Kathy, I, I mean, look, I kind of feel like we know what each other think of this because we watched it next to each other while talking. Yeah. It's quite different than going to the cinema. Normally we do this podcast, we go to the cinema, we obviously don't talk, we come out and we hit record and kind of our, our uh, reactions are somewhat of a surprise to each other. But this, I mean, I, I was... All right, uh, spoiler... Okay, Dave. Spoiler for my opinion. You're getting ahead of yourself. I was basically screaming fuck off at the telly <laughs> throughout most you of this movie. You spoil your own opinion, right, firstly. Secondly, I'll very briefly say what I have to say. Right, what do you think? What do you I think? have what way less to see, say than Dave on this. Um, so as someone who doesn't really watch horror or kind of, you know, B-movies a lot, I used to watch them more in uni, these kind of movies. Um, so firstly, yeah, I would say it's a total B-movie with an A-list star in it. Um, Stars? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, big star with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. Honestly, I'd say it's just like a middle-of-the-road movie with some enjoyable bits. Um, and But it could have been a better movie. And I think one of the big flaws is how they chose to tell the story, which was a lot of flashbacks that did nothing for me in terms of like pushing the story or being interesting. Because what I really like with a movie like this, I kind of... We're not in spoilers yet, but in, you know... A future where things aren't good in the world it's good to be thrown straight into it <laughs> I love it. that was the synopsis yeah. thrown straight into the world and you figure out what's happening instead of like you know really mundane flashbacks explaining like in excruciating visual and dialogue how this all came to be about oh, so I found yes. that stuff tedious and then exactly um, I the also problem. think if your movie's going to be called Bird Box that the bird box has to pay off at some point and uh, all right, okay, that's all I have to say on all that. Right, we're going to go deep um, into spoilers quickly. And there was a really good little girl actor, which is very rare. Um, and finally, the guy from Moonlight, who plays the eldest version of the Moonlight character. Travant A. Road. Travant Rhodes? I don't know how to say that. I don't know. Sorry, Travant. I've never seen him before outside of Moonlight. And he was brilliant in this. Um, so I was really happy to see him in a movie. I would say... But otherwise, I say completely middle of the road bits of it got me emotionally but a lot of it I was kind of rolling my eyes and looking at the clock and thinking we kept saying wait how is there still 30 minutes left in this movie there was perpetually 30 <laughs> minutes left like so, this movie was dragged it dragged so but much. I honestly really enjoyed sitting down watching it on the sofa with the a bowl of popcorn and like having a bit of a laugh with it because to me it was just a B movie like that I did not enjoy this movie I found it to be an incredibly frustrating experience you're much more of an expert on this kind of genre than I'm me. not an expert. No, hang on. I, I don't. I don't want to call myself an expert because I'm sure I'm a hundred percent positive that loads of our listeners are way bigger movie buffs than me. Well, no, but no, on this kind of genre, no, you listed no horror inside and out. You and listed hor- like ten movies that you were like, "This is an exact copy of." Yes, I know. This is that's that's the problem. My main problem with this movie is that I've seen this movie before. I've Even seen, I've seen it before. I've yeah. seen all of it before, and not only that. I've seen it done better. I've seen it done better in video games. The Last of Us is a better apocalyptic uh, version of the future than, than this piece of middle-of-the-road nonsense. So we should be quite this brief is... here and just straight to spoiler street then, because I think most no, people... No, let, let me listen. just say generally, mm-hmm. I think I think this movie is a, a stunning waste of talent um, and, and a 
pretty good premise and some great ideas. That's that's what's even more disappointing about this movie because it's it's uh, technically speaking, I don't think this is a bad movie. Like you can't look at this and say this is just absolute rubbish because it's, it's not. No. It's actually just, just so of fine. It's just like it's just oh, whatever. But I the problem is that it has so much potential that the gap between the quality, the actual pr- product that we got and the p- p- potential of the product is so vast that this movie essentially is bad. Because if you, if you have that much promise, if you've got a cast of Oscar... Not, not, not only, like, a, like award... Like, awards abundance in this, in this movie. Like, Sandra Bullock, Oscar winner. Jackie Weaving is in this Weaver. movie. Oscar winning. Jackie Weaver. Who has like two lines? She's essentially an extra. John Malkovich, Oscar nominated. Um, it, the, even the um, the director Suzanne Beer has won an Oscar for best foreign uh, foreign language film, which is Danish. The writer of this movie wrote Arrival and was oh wow really and was Oscar nominated. That surprises. Like, that really surprises. Yes, me. because this is a bad yeah. bad screenplay. And well, again, not bad, but not good. Like not great. No, I no that that's this is the, the screenplay is the point where I will say is bad. As in that is the thing that is the main problem with this movie. Um, everyone else is the acting. The actors are doing their absolute best with nothing. They've Arguable. Got, John Malkovich got... is just being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, fine. But Sandra Bullock's kind of doing her best. She's just her character has been so, is so insipid. Um, particularly in the sort of present that I just hated her. Um, she's kind of badass in the in the future, uh, which is an, well, as or you've is it I- present and past or whatever. But basically, the, whatever you you identified it, bang on bang on the head. This is half of a good movie. Like if they had just focused on the stuff. Um, with the blindfolds, essentially. Yeah, which with is her the stuff the everyone kids, was obsessed about. It's exactly what I thought this movie was going to be, yeah. because that was the promise uh, of, of that image. And then the movie starts like that, and then <laughs> in, as soon as the title card five years earlier popped up, yeah, we I thought, oh no. We literally went, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh my and God, her hair is shorter. Wow, this is amazing. Cut to her, and this isn't a spoiler, because this is the very beginning of the movie. She's like... <laughs> So, like, start with post-apocalyptic Sandra, blindfold Sandra. And then it's a perfect, idyllic uh, artist Sandra in her studio loft where she's Eight months clearly, pregnant, wearing overalls. Uh, in walks Sarah Paulson, uh, br- another brilliant actress, wasted. Yeah, um, really, she was particularly wasted in this. And weirdly, cut, they were both in Ocean's 8 together last year. So and I guess they're they friends. Every time they were on screen together, I wanted to die. Yeah, I that wanted. Was bad. Which is essentially the plot of this movie. I felt like <laughs> I felt like a victim of the of the of the premise of this movie. But I think we need to go to spoiler street now because while forty five million people apparently yeah, watched seventy okay, percent okay. of it, maybe they're not listening to this. I episode. will say okay. So if you if you don't want spoilers and you want to know what we thought of this movie, I mean, I, know I, I kind of agree of with Kathy. It's fine. Yeah, throw it on. And I think a lot Honestly, of pe- a lot of people seem to be enjoying this. But I think it's I think it's. It's criminally overrated from from all the hype I've seen, and a lot of people are really raving about this thing. Yeah, but people are hyping about the premise and the fact that it's on Netflix. Like, like it's a, it it's seems a squandered to be premise. because it's, it's on Netflix. People are like, "Oh, it's on Netflix. It's cool." And like, fine, but 
If I'd paid if money this for this, cinema, I would be so angry. But if this was in the cinema, it would not be the phenomenon it is. It's because it's on Netflix and it's in everyone's living room. And Netflix have gone above and beyond to make sure we all see it on our boxes. Because often when they release movies, they're like, you would never know about it. Like one of my favourite movies of last year, Private Life. I only knew that was on Netflix because I read somewhere it was on Netflix. Okay, sorry. Uh, quick side note then on that point. This is, um, they said this was possibly a turning point for uh, Netflix films in terms of its um, numbers because Netflix so actively promoted it to their user base. I think they basically force-fed it to everyone in the front screen. Yeah, but which is what you should Christmas. do if you commission a huge movie. Yeah, like, it's crazy no, to but normally it. they don't. And it's like you say, stuff gets lost. And I think yeah. everyone has that Netflix experience where they go in looking for something to watch and it's just frustrating because yeah. you can't find anything. The best way to get... Um, to watch Netflix is read up recommendations or uh, ask somebody for something that's good and I'm telling you this isn't good really. yeah but I'm saying so honestly it's if it's good. like if you're looking for a movie to watch it's worth watching because first of all there are some enjoyable elements you know there's a good cast and some interesting visuals and also your friends will have probably watched it so I always prefer watching movies that I can talk to with people afterwards and everyone's watching Bird Box and you can come back here and listen to the spoiler section which is about to happen honestly in right one of now. my like friend what messenger group last night loads of people were randomly messaging that they were watching Bird Box like it's but a talking point did you point them to our podcast I didn't know at the Cinemile <laughs> um, Cinemile.com but anyway we are now on Spoiler Street spoilers for Bird Box I okay. pity anyone who's like in our park on a Sunday morning because we're just always walking around pushing a spoilers at them. <laughs> shouting spoilers at them. Shouting spoilers from they want to see. Um, so yeah, Bird Box, uh, briefly on Spoiler Street. Again, I don't okay, really have we, much to say. Can we, very, can we firstly start with the title? Okay, yes. This was my biggest pet peeve of the whole movie. Um, it's nothing to do with It's called Bird Box, birds. right? And at the start we were like, oh, this is so cool. Why is she bringing the birds on the boat? Like, what's going on? Oh, a child needing snacks. Um... We were like genuinely like thrilled to try and figure out what was going on with the bird box. Great and then And then you kind of realise... <laughs> sorry, pause while I get a box of raisins out. Um, you kind of realise that very quickly that the birds are triggered. Like the birds start freaking out when this kind of monster, whatever the thing is, comes by. And so the birds can warn humans. So it's like, okay, I get that. In about 20 flashbacks, they then told us over and over again, oh, verbally, yes. how the birds were... Oh, the birds know when it's coming. Okay, fine. But then ultimately, the birds are completely pointless because the birds are supposed to warn humans when the thing's coming, right? So you would presume that means that when you're outdoors, if you have a bird box, you can be without your blindfold because the birds will warn you when the creature's yeah. coming. No, they stick never... The bl- stick the blindfold on the second the birds they get They never... Or just close your eyes. Instead, they insist on being blindfolded and having a bird box, which is completely <laughs> yes. pointless. Yes. And she never uses her bird box to do anything interesting. Also... So the scenes with the rapids, I thought, oh, what they're going to do is have the bird box and they're finally going to unmask themselves and we're going to see her looking around the world for the first time in five years and the birds are going to warn her and that's going to like, the whole thing's going to pay off no and every time you hear the birds you close your eyes yeah. or you put on your blindfold and in fact exactly. they survive but on the rapids wearing blindfolds but it's not birds don't matter and then there's this a joyously happy ending for everyone and then at the very end they let the birds free and it's like the birds were completely pointless the whole time. I can't believe this movie was called Bird Box. It, exactly, exactly. It's, it, it's an entirely redundant warning system if you're not going to pay attention to the warning. Because 
they they pay attention to the warning and then they just keep their blindfolds on and nothing happens because <laughs> they don't see they, they, they're shouting they don't seem to be like the, the demons or whatever they are can't physically affect anyone no so basically all you need is a blindfold the entire time uh, yeah. the birds just tell you what you're going to hear anyway yeah, you because can hear they it. make it's quite noises loud. yeah it's um, absolutely stupid there was a couple and of sorry back to your point you you said they hammer oh my god and this is this what is where this the is part of the is reason bad. why the script is so unbelievably terrible and from from a guy that made what was my favorite movie 2 years ago was arrival well it, what the this movie does it. is and i wonder if it's in part the platform it's being released to such a broad audience the movie presumes that the viewer is dumb because yes. the movie's presuming over and over again when things are visually very obvious to us that we then need a character to tell us what's happening on screen and that's not just with the bird stuff that happens a lot and that was when every that's, time you roll your eyes that's bad writing that's, and this it's, is why, it's tell don't show and I think it's strange because with something like Black Mirror which you mentioned earlier because Black Mirror always presumes an intelligent audience the audience love Black Mirror because they feel very respected by it Whereas as a, like, as a viewer of this, I felt like, oh God, you know, they think I'm really stupid. Actually, and I kind of resented the movie. Exactly. Uh, because they do, they treat you like total idiots. Oh, d- no, it's not only are they doing, you know, traditionally in writing, you're supposed to, it's, it's show, don't tell. Yeah. This is tell, don't show. No, it's tell and show. show. Yeah, this is <laughs> tell, tell and show. show. They show us the birds getting agitated in the supermarket by the demons. Got it. We see Sandra Bullock noticing it. Got it. Then after that fact, she says to them, guys, I think the birds know what's going on. (laughs) Then they drive back to the house and Jackie Weaver says, hey, what's up with the birds? (laughs) And then Sandra Bullock repeats her point. The birds know what's happening. Uh, Like, why even have that scene? And you pointed out at the time that, well, actually, they would ask that question when they return. Like, what, what, uh, what's up with the birds? And fine, yeah, that would happen in real life. But like the whole point of a movie is you choose what you show to yeah. the audience. We didn't need to see that. Bad Why point. hammer it home? And then at the very end of the movie, which I want to go into extreme detail on, um, when they enter the, the bird sanctuary, he tells her again, the birds let us know when they're coming. Yes, it's like, fuck you, if you, we know. Is it almost like that they kind of came up with the title Bird Box? Obviously someone marketing loved it because it's a good title. And then they kind of went, look, when you're just doing the last draft of the script, could you just make sure that you reference the birds as many times as possible <laughs> yeah, to tie yeah. in with the title? Because honestly, if the title wasn't Bird Box, I don't think the birds would have been there because they weren't interesting or useful. But, the, but the we problem, talked about no, no, the birds The, the problem much. is they are interesting. The, the visual of the, uh, the idea of the bird as a warning mechanism and that they have to carry two birds in a shoebox with holes around with them while they're blindfolded that's great that's a great idea yeah however you're, you're right you, you, you when you as soon as you start picking it apart with logic it doesn't hold up and and when you've got a terrible script but i kept waiting for exactly it to, i was like happening. the rapids they're gonna do the rapids with the birds and i was really excited and i was waiting for it and then it was like nah no we'll just all be blindfolded and miraculously survive can i okay i'm gonna keep on about the writing for another little bit because there's a few other instances that particularly bothered me oh yeah dave the, made notes and i didn't so the I've dialogue i actually wrote down some of this dialogue okay so the comedy is is t- so badly handled throughout this entire movie first of all comedy the yeah oh yeah the, the attempts at witty banter between sandra bullock and sarah oh, paulson God, that was, was absolutely cringe then we get a scene of her with their obstetrician is it obstetrician um yeah or gynecologist gynecologist or um don't know what she was. where the three of them are engaging in witty banter yeah. which is even more embarrassing and then i actually got up to make a cup of tea or something at that point because i just couldn't bear it then then later when we're in the um the the essentially the zombie house with all these stereotype characters um they're all engaging in witty banter 
even though the world is crumbling around them. And fine, there's always there's always one character who's the comic relief, and we get him, Charlie, who works in the supermarket. What a hilarious he character wasn't even he comedy is! Comedy relief, though. He what? Yeah, yeah. Come, come on, he was literally. Was he literally had a label. He had he had he had a label saying, "Hi, I'm Charlie." It may as well have said, "I'm the comic relief." Well, no, I don't. I think they were kind of all. I don't think he was necessarily the comic relief. Are you joking me? He He's literally a comic funny. actor. He's the funny guy from Get Out. But he didn't do anything funny in it, though. In this. Yes, but that's because this is a terrible movie. It's <laughs> it not really because he me. wasn't supposed to be the comic relief. Can I, Kathy, the, he literally goes to the supermarket and they, they break in and then somebody makes a mess and he goes, I'm not cleaning this shit up. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Fuck, fuck off, the world is ending. You, nobody what really would say that. That's, with, that's, with, a, that's a movie dialogue. Okay, dude. With, the, with that character of Charlie, it really annoyed me at one point because they're all locked in this house and uh, they're like, we're running out of food. First of all, John Malkovich lives next door, right? So you could probably just go to John Malkovich's house, like, you know, walk one second and get to his house and get the food. Fine, they don't do that. Then Charlie says, well, actually, I work in a grocery store and I've got the keys and we can just all go and get food there. And they all say, why didn't you tell us sooner? You've got keys. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah. world. You can smash in a window, smash a window and seal food. <laughs> like, honestly, you don't need Charlie's keys. It's rioting 101. Yeah. Everyone knows how, how, yeah. how this You works. don't need someone... Like, honestly, if there was an apocalypse, I would know how to get to my own local Tesco's and steal from it, first of all. And then there was, a, admittedly, admit it, really freaking cool scene with them driving to the shop with the car blacked Okay, hang out. on. Well, I've actually structured my, my uh, rant around uh, I was just going to do all the things I liked about this movie in one hit do you okay. want to get them out of the way now yeah because I think there you're are being overly negative no because the, the stuff that's, that you have to be negative about it's so dreadful um, but, the, the, but okay, there's, some, I, there's, real, there's lots of scenes in this movie that we both enjoyed I would say lots I found three um, out of a two hour movie which <laughs> dragged to hell so yeah, no but it's not yeah that supermarket scene no, was 20 minutes long doesn't, doesn't amount to a that good movie that supermarket scene was 20 minutes long okay I'm going to ra- just rattle off the things I liked the guy oh, the, the idea of um, firstly the, the, that there are people who are enjoying the demons or whatever or they, they um, and they, they're trying to take other people's blindfold off yeah that was fun that's great yeah. and you need it, you need that because that's more of a threat and it, and it ups, yeah because up until that I thought well kind of what's the big deal yeah, everyone's in indoors. it together yeah. and also and um, uh, Tom Hollander uh, famously from uh in, well, he's a, a kind of a British bit bit part actor. Was in in the loop. Was excellent, like really good comedy and dramatic. I think he's a real amazing. He, he plays a slime ball very well. He is so good in this, and everything they did with his character was bang on the money. Yeah, he and was brilliant. He he had the most fun character and did the best work I think yeah. in this movie, besides maybe Trevante Rhodes. Um, the scene where they're driving the car with the oh, using only GPS and proximity. That alert. was brilliant. Superb. Like, that was really tense. Really good. Yeah, really, really good. I thought that was so clever and fun and interesting. And for me, and and sort of the stuff with the river and the the promise around her. Like if that if that had been the movie, just three like Sandra Bullock and two kids on the road with blindfolds, ninety minutes. That's your movie. And do you know what? We haven't mentioned a quiet place yet, which is essentially the better version of this movie. Um, like much, 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 much better. Uh, you haven't seen it, so I won't say too much. No. But. That has the confidence to not give you any flashbacks. This is like, it's like if A Quiet Place had started as it did and then cut to five years earlier and it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt making pancakes yeah. <laughs> and, they, and the kids wander in and, and, and they say, good luck at the, the, the big job interview today, John Krasinski. God, I love our lives. Yeah. Oh my God, why don't we check the news before we go to work? 
hey, there seems to be some sort of incident but in the thing is, in I, Europe. What I don't mind about the, about the, the kind of exposition of something unravelling is I think we should have then started when it was happening and then got to the place in the future. I think a linear way of telling the story would have been more compelling. But to take us from the really exciting future back to the yeah. dull, mundane past was just really jarring. Yeah, because you get a little glimpse of like... Because when that movie opens, you're like, and, and that's a good, good, solid opening. You're trying to figure opening. it all out, She's yeah. like... The, you cannot take the blind. You don't take the blindfolds off. Blah blah. She's got a great little monologue, and that's that's exciting. Yeah. And that's got promise. And then it's suddenly like, oh, we have to watch the end of the and world. And she's not even at the slowly. kids yet. Yeah. So I think if they told it in a linear way, they well, would have actually gotten around that being an issue, and it would have been fine. But also, alternatively, if, or, they should have just not done that stuff. Or if this was the year 1998 for us, and we were watching this, and The Walking Dead hadn't been on. On, on TV for 15 years <laughs> and uh, you know we've seen we've seen so many of these stories we've seen this story done better uh, Dawn of the Dead the Zack Snyder remake which is one of my personal favourite zombie movies um, does all of this does half of this movie in three minutes and does it better or like, World War Z the book not the movie which is so good oh that book I've read that book a million times over watching this so just yeah I thought you were on your positive stuff no, that's it. I've run out of positive <laughs> stuff. But can I, can I? Sorry, I just want to bounce back to the um, to the writing because I think for what, you know this is a bad script when it has it literally has these two lines which I've heard in everything else. John Malkovich says the words, "But she's been dead for ten years," which is literally a joke in Friends. <laughs> he says that in all seriousness about his wife's mother, yeah. who she saw before she died. Um, and another one was. Um, Actually, another John Malkovich. Like, how could how does John Malkovich say this stuff and not be like, guys? I've been in this industry for you know three decades now. I'm one of the world's most respected actors. I've, is he? You know, I've seen movies. Um, you can't say this shit. Which is because he's getting paid loads of money to be in a really easy part. Yes, Sandra but Har- Bullock okay. had the hard part in no. the water. He just was in a house eating and drinking. Sometimes when actors question things, like Harrison Ford questioned George Lucas. Who, uh, who had written um, I Love You, I Love You Too in The Empire Strikes Back. He said, people don't talk like this, George. Uh, let's do something better. And you get I Love You, I Know. Well, maybe with, her, maybe with John Malkovich, uh, the script was ten times worse and he sat in an edit room for hours <laughs> rewriting his character's dialogue, some of which I enjoyed. Like There was a scene with him and Sandra Bullock in the kitchen talking about what an asshole he was and I thought the dialogue in that scene was really fun. Yes, except that in that scene he also says the... He also says the line, "In the end, there are two types of people." And as soon as anybody says that, and he that, said, the "Assholes and the dead." Yeah, no, but that's a, that's a template. That's a trope. Yeah, but that if was you, fun. If you start with, "In the in the there are two types of people in this world: the X and the Y." I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm done. Don't don't write that. Well, on you weren't page. done because you watched till the end of the movie. I didn't want to. I, <laughs> I absolutely just. I found this such an excruciating experience because it was not so. True. It was fun. It was so no, but it's it's so disappointing. I was just shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I mean, I was shocked too because I've seen lots of people like on Twitter and stuff saying they really enjoyed it. So I, I was expecting it to be better, but I certainly wasn't expecting like an Oscar-winning movie. No, but I was expecting an Oscar-winning movie. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have this type of talent, you've got an Oscar-winning director, an Oscar-nominated um, writer, uh, at least four Oscar-winning actors, and Trevante uh, Rhodes, who's amazing. Yeah, great he's in amazing. This. He's really good. And can I talk about the things I like? So, so I haven't yes, made notes sorry. like you, but off the top yeah. of my head, I loved him. And I thought him and Sandra Bullock had really good chemistry and I really believed them as a couple. I think, side note, she's incredibly yeah. lucky 
to be left with kind of the last man on earth to be left with <laughs> is him both mentally and physically a very fine specimen of a man How who is in the middle still... of an apocalypse manages to I'm presuming drink protein <laughs> yeah. shakes take steroids and work out five hours a day because he looks phenomenal even after five years yeah. they're five years into the they're apocalypse like, we're running out of food really because he looks like he eats 800 eggs a day he's the cover he's he's a walking cover of men's health yeah so anyway aside from his physical prowess he's just such a lovely guy and he's so sweet and uh, she was very lucky to find him I was very moved by the scenes around and I know you thought they were cheesy but around the pregnancy childbirth and having the babies because as someone who relatively recently was pregnant and had a baby I got I got visibly I felt visibly upset like I was quite distressed watching those scenes but both babies was, arrive at the exact same yeah, time yeah look that bit annoyed me and no. that thing of like your water breaks and five minutes later you're lying on your back and you've had a baby is just ridiculous right yeah um, but that aside because I appreciate they have to move the plot along um I was really moved by the stuff with the babies and um, I felt like genuinely like anxious like cortisol spikes for me during those scenes and um, what else did I, I mean that's kind of all I can think of off the top of my head to be honest I really enjoyed the baddie the English guy as we said and uh, I kind of ended up enjoying John Malkovich as much as he's an actor I don't particularly tend to enjoy just because he was I just felt like he really threw himself into the role Sandra but Bullock it- is just it's funny because she like for a long time was one of my favourite actresses and as a kid I loved her in speed and things like that but now I just thought no I don't I don't think she added anything to the movie like I don't think the movie I don't think it would have mattered if she was in it or not other than like she's got star power um, I personally don't believe that five years into you know a post-apocalyptic world where everyone's blindfolded you'd wear makeup because I'm not sure that anyone would see your makeup and I'm not sure that you would have any makeup <laughs> and that shit annoys me when no, they do that but all the makeup face. is there it's available you, <laughs> just, walk, you just walk into and a shop and then you put on makeup and then you blindfold yourself so no one can see your eye makeup no, basically you have to run into somebody who has the keys to the L'Oreal counter yeah um, because there's no other way to get so it so that stuff annoyed me entirely visually around her and um, I just think she didn't do a great job and I think in terms of stuff that I thought were really silly like really silly one big thing really stood out which is uh, so the kids I guess are five four and a half and we realise right before the end of the movie that they don't have names and oh. they're called boy girl and um, this is stupid. and then the boyfriend really annoyed me even though as much as I said I loved him um, he said uh, these kids need a mother and they need names <laughs> and I thought so you've been with these kids raising them as a father for the last four and a half years why didn't you name them why is it all yeah, her why, why has this just come up now yeah why like what you he's as much or if more of a parent to those kids than she is so he has no right to tell her that she's not mothering in the way she should be so actually that really pissed me off about him and i thought that was really poor writing and really sexist um but a side note she's utterly ludicrous for not having named her children and I'm sorry, they tried I to keep it as a mystery of which child was hers till the end Ugh, which didn't work either because it didn't care. matter it really didn't matter like she'd been with them both since the second they were born and I just thought it was ridiculous anyway that but was also, my main I also I laughed every time she was wandering through the wilderness going boy <laughs> boy <laughs> oh yeah and then right at girl, the end they girl. get to this like sanctuary right and then oh, the this makes is, no sense the end is the worst How part come of right movie? outside the sanctuary like the creatures are at their most powerful and are able to like because what was implied before was that unless you saw the creatures they couldn't affect you right but they're all wearing blindfolds and the creatures are like 
actively trying to lure the blindfold off the kids by putting on Sandra Bullock's voice and saying, take off your blindfold, you know, come to me. Oh, well, that didn't make sense no, in the context of the movie. Yeah, no, to be fair, we, I don't think we'd ever had anyone this close to them with blindfolds on for a sustained period. So that's probably why. Yeah, I just As felt in, like it was just too time, dramatic ending. Well, yeah, fine. It didn't work. I mean, the rules of the creatures weren't really There was well a thing I liked with the message of, of around, like, because they've lived in this horrible world for so long and Sandra Bullock has been so focused on survival and, and the boyfriend was saying to her, you know, you need more than, like, life. You need stories and you need dreams. And that came out towards the end when the little boy said to her, but the little girl doesn't like you and she's scared of you because we never, like, you know, you're horrible, basically. And then they kind of, there's this moment where she, you know, tells a story to the kids. And that really moved me, actually, albeit I was annoyed that I was moved by it because yes, it's too little too late. Exactly. You can't just introduce that at the last yeah. minute because he sa- he has that speech to her 15 minutes from the end. Yeah, You can't introduce a theme to a movie. And that's the ending as well. That's the, that's the note that they tried to end this movie on, which is this saccharine moment, the big, the big reveal where she's like, no, I was wrong. You need to be free like the birds and I'm going to name you now. Uh, yeah. And we have the big naming ceremony oh my God. where I, I wanted to, I wanted to throw the, the aforementioned TV on the floor. obstetrician who was the English what? actress Why who's is in she ER. there? Yeah. Why is she there? And also oh. she remembers her name now. I've already forgotten it, but if you can imagine she's like, "Oh my God, it's you." <laughs> if I yeah. if I saw my midwife on the street, right? And I had a baby last year, she would walk past me. Like she would not know who I am. And yet four and a half, oh no, 5 years into this horrific devastating world, this obstetrician is like oh hey girl but that's what's your kid called her name that's is whatever I've decided to call her <laughs> she's like okay cool and but... the little girl doesn't go wait a minute that's not my name because you never named me that's not my name yeah ridiculous uh, but no do you know the reason she remembered her instantly was because that she had that unforgettable banter with her and her <laughs> sister from five years before it, even though it was the day that the world ended maybe that's why she remembered actually though to be fair you do remember it could be her last around. patient it was probably your last patient you're in right, the hospital. You're right. Before do you know, everything do you know what? Do you know what? I take it all back. This movie, <laughs> when she showed this up, movie's brilliant. We screamed. We actually screamed with anger. But what annoyed me <laughs> more was that. Why was she there? And what did she add? Sorry. What did she add? What she did she add, add to being there? And Just what so she could me say, much. What's the name of your child? What annoyed me more is what that she was allowed to age, right? So her hair had actually become grey and stuff. And yet Sandra Bullock has been apparently getting Botox for the last five years because she's not allowed age at all. And is it probably, in fact, wearing more makeup than when they met in the hospital five years ago? So that annoyed me in a second. I note. just feel like they missed an opportunity by not having her raging a makeup counter. <laughs> because, <laughs> Which you know. She does this... in Ocean's 8 and was one of my favourite scenes in Ocean 8. She steals makeup and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, um, also, I just think that. Um, the, car- the character of the boyfriend who as I said I loved and I, I genuinely bought into their relationship his death was crap because the way with all the backwards the way they were telling everything back and forth it was just jarring and, and when he died I wasn't upset and I'm one to cry at like any character's death to be honest but they didn't give it any I don't know I just never felt it I never felt his death and because he'd already been gone for so much of the movie we'd seen like we knew he was going to die anyway. do you know why because this, this movie spent half its running time filling in details of the background that we didn't need no. you can you can express that stuff right it's uh, the, it's the it's the world's ended they're on a river they have to get here now let's have loads of incidents and anytime that movie was happening I was invested and then anytime it was scary I was, when they fell in the water the kids that was excellent and when the guy the crazy guy came and tried to take their blindfolds off really good. that was really good all yeah. that stuff is really good what and about then, the side plot when they were all in the house which like luckily for them they ended up in a bloody millionaire's mansion name um, okay, the side plot of the guy who owned the house looking through the computer screen and dying I thought was really good 
Yeah, but, yeah. but, but like, but, but why spend so much time at that? Like, that's literally ch- choking the movie. It, him, all those characters were choking the movie well, and the worst added was nothing. The, the criminal and the, the criminal and the cop who, who, hooked up. who have sex, the dirty sex in the laundry room, and then decide to sneak away. But why do they sneak and away and steal the car again? They're like, oh, they've also, stolen the car. That's it now. Bye. But no payoff. And yeah. also, why were they so annoyed? Oh no, they've taken the car. There are a hundred cars outside the door. <laughs> Literally, like everybody abandoned their cars. They're all dead. Go get another car. Yeah. I don't fucking what was care the, about what your was stupid the horror car. Movie, you said that this was there was another horror movie where everyone killed themselves. Yes. I, okay. H- half half an hour into this, I said I turned to Kathy and I said I've seen this movie like this exact premise where people just start killing themselves, and it took me ages to to remember it, and then I eventually realised it's the happening M Night Shyamalan's the which happening, I've never seen. which is admittedly much much worse than this like this is this is the best version of the happening we could have ever gotten um but the happening is actually more entertaining because it's so unfathomably bad that it's unintentionally hilarious like hilarious um whereas this is just trying to be something good and is failing spectacularly i guess m night Shyamalan wanted it to be good as well but I hate to sound heartless, so off the mark but i am um, it was I, funny but I, it's, the exact, it's the exact same plot yeah, people just start plot. mysteriously um, committing suicide like how how has nobody made I'm sure this comparison has been made I'm definitely I mean I've not been reading I did, reviews I didn't like. just discover this we haven't been reading reviews or anything but can I also say that I, I really think and it would have been dark but it would have made the ending better is if one of the kids had died and if she'd actually chosen to save her son oh, over the girl that was a good moment yeah. where she was trying to pick one of them and couldn't yeah um, I thought that was going to be really good or if she herself has died but the fact that they all ended up I, all three together in this perfect sanctuary of a school for the blind which was basically oh. like Prese- Professor X's like um, thing when they <laughs> walked in I just went children. oh my god this is ridiculous. oh but like and also everyone was like so happy like it was literally like a utopia and then they said like, again just in case we forgot the birds are here to remind the people with sight when the creatures are coming but like, like oh thanks for that why would they be like they wouldn't be that happy they'd be living uh, in fear of the mental people who are coming to well I don't think murder the, I don't think the crazy people are coming because they live at the end of a like, really terrifying rapids so actually to be fair they probably wouldn't bother coming all that way to a school for the blind why would you okay but are you are you suggesting then that this school for the blind is only accessible via dangerous river rapid ride yeah because the guy said on the radio no 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 but as in before the end world ended there would be a road going up to it <laughs> No, There's no way, like, that. okay, I want to send my blind child to the school for, for gifted blind children. Just buckle in, honey. <laughs> We're going down the, I was the, actually the, wondering the water that, rapids. Like, why was it located there? But my favourite part of the whole movie was, like, from the very first moment when we hear the guy from the School of the Blind telling them, um, oh, you need to travel down the rapids. Dave's like, oh, my God, who's that actress voice? I have to figure it out. <laughs> I thought it was they David They spent Schreiber. the whole movie trying to figure it out. And then in the end, it's just this guy we've never seen before. I no, like, I've I seen him. I hope that was worth it He's for you. He's in um, Identity, that really bad uh, John Cusack movie from years ago. He's in a lot of things. He shows up as a sort of horror guy. He shows up but at the end of he's the movie. Certainly not, he's certainly not the big famous name I, no, I thought I, I thought like, was You were like, this expecting. is everything. I can't wait. But look, I think we've spoken enough about Bird <laughs> oh Box. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I could talk about Bird Box forever. I just wanted Nicolas Cage to show up and go, put the bird back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made it all worth it. But honestly, I genuinely, oh. I still say I enjoyed it and I think people should watch it just for, like, it's a talking no. point if nothing else. It's a film. It, no, it's not a good film. It's a film 
film that is completely lacking in subtlety. It does, oh it, yeah, it, no it is. It takes subtlety and then bangs it over its audience's head. Well, if we, you want to see the guy from it. Moonlight play a completely different character and completely pull it off, this is the movie for you. It's not a di- it's, it's a different yeah, character, so but, different. It, but to call him a character well, is, yeah. is, is is being very generous. I just enjoy not, when it's only the second time seeing an actor see them in a, a completely character. different role because most actors like John Q, uh, John Bloody Malkovich are just the same in everything so it's really refreshing to see an actor you know it's really refreshing to see that that Trevante Rhodes can elevate what is essentially um, a walking set of noble ideals with abs which yeah. is all he is like there's there's nothing to it he's just the perfect guy oh yeah he's everything like he's the dream guy from like a romantic so novel he's, he's even like the proud uncle to four children also nobody the scene in this when movie he put his hand on her the scene when he put his hand on her belly I found really moving actually and the scene when all the crazy shit happens right as the kids are born and he's like battling with the evil English guy I was like genuinely like happy and relieved when he walked into the room at the end of it because I thought that was like I felt like that was them together against the world and I really bought their relationship and then they just did loads more back and forth and never really saw them together again yeah they ju- look they just about pull it off yeah I mean oh just, just, but there's so many good actors saying so many bad things <laughs> but my favourite thing is that Netflix are now releasing you know decent enough movies that warrant us reviewing them so that we don't have to pay a babysitter <laughs> and we can watch them at home and not go to yes. the cinema long yeah. long reign the rule of average Netflix movies <laughs> let's just call our podcast the Netflix mile the no. couch the cine couch but, but honestly, and we'll never leave again but honestly the um, like the power of this movie like to say that like 45 million people have seen at least the first 70% of it that's huge like this, if this movie had been in the cinema it really wouldn't have been a big movie but it's sad you know it would have been like a sad? mid-level re- it doesn't, doesn't make you sad, sad at all that's one of the most watched are, movies it doesn't make me sad it actually makes me really happy that there can be big movie events that everyone tunes into kind of around the same time and talks about a movie I think that's really cool yes but wouldn't it be nice if that movie like was good or had interesting things to say or made us all you know question ourselves or our lives or a facet of humanity well Dave as someone who what's this movie what, about picked Avengers Infinity War in his second best movie of the year last year you <laughs> cannot no, speak on this topic hang on if you flash back to our best movies episode um, I literally said something like I know this movie has nothing to but say but that's what I'm saying so don't on one hand pick your favourite movie as something that has nothing to say and on another hand criticise the movie for having nothing to say okay Alright, fine, but yeah. at, le- at least it could be entertaining, it which Avengers Infinity War is. There was enough really good scenes in this movie that I was like nah. hooked enough to watch the end, albeit it dragged There's me. three good scenes you could watch on YouTube. No, you couldn't. They're substantial parts of the movie. Right, now we're just repeating ourselves right, yeah, and we need to go. Let's wrap this up. And okay. thank you everyone for listening. Uh, first episode of the new year. Um, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And thanks everyone who listened to our best of the year because we had lots of listens. I think lots of people just listen once a year to those episodes, which is fair enough. Um, and thank you to everyone who left us some iTunes reviews because we kind of asked for them as our end of year. Um, if you like the podcast, to give us a, a it was just our a rating, Christmas present our Christmas from gift, you to us. A, a, give us some ratings on iTunes, and a few of you did. So thank you. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And if you want to get in touch with us, please tell us what you thought of Bird Box um, on Twitter at the Cinema. Yes, if you like Bird Box, then tell me, explain to me how. Yeah, tell us and, what you like. And, and I'm saying, I, I, I don't want to be one of those people who are like, you're wrong, because you're not wrong. Nobody's wrong, it's opinion. But I'm just genuinely interested. Um, yeah. So, 
Okay, sorry for ranting so much. Yes, oh, we it. forgot to mention. To, we forgot to tell everyone because they can't see us. We're wearing. We've been wearing blindfolds the entire time. <laughs> yeah, we've and Oscar's wearing a blindfold, blindfold too. <laughs> Oscar ate a box of raisins blindfolded. So I'm very proud of him. All right, come on. Oh no, but did you? But, side note: um, Netflix had to release a statement. Oh, the, the blindfold challenge. Yeah, people are doing like that. blindfold challenges That's and like stupid. going around doing things and blindfolds because of this movie, which is just obscenely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I mean, we're doing it, but we wouldn't advise anyone else to do it. All right, if anyone doesn't understand humour, we're not doing that. (laughs) We are doing that. Okay, bye! (laughs) Mallory? Mallory Hayes? Dr. Lovin. What are your names? Girl. Boy. Actually, your name is Olivia. Yeah. Named after the sweetest girl I ever met. And your name? Your name is Tom. Tom. And I am their mother. And then she disappears. But I find out where she lives. And when I get there, this like old lady answers the door. And I say, where's Betsy? Right? Mm-hmm. And she says, Betsy's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.